0: quickly in marada social studies Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com That's carolhasthebuyers.com
1: Here's how it works. Jared posts the questions on Twitter. You answer them. Sarah sifts through it. We all have a laugh. It's social studies. We do it every morning at 9 o'clock. So let's do
2: it. That's it. Summed up well. All right, let's jump in. On Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Please and thank you to all of our followers. We have a a pretty good time there. Yeah, manned by jared carlin so we appreciate that effort on his the
3: part. most interactive social media show in the history of radio in the history prove me wrong not even
1: in the history of this radio station <laughs> I, well, Okay, there was a show <laughs> there was a show called, but, called sports interactive at one ball, point
2: okay. <laughs> we won't worry about that don't worry yeah. about the facts, facts jared here on bickley and Murata mornings
1: nobody but, remembers that show do they <laughs>
2: Let's jump into our first question. Uh, Kevin Durant, as we have established at this point, he is not coming to the Valley. He is staying in Brooklyn um, with the head coach and the GM that he asked to have fired uh, a mere few weeks ago. So that's good. Awkward. Oops, awkward. Who is more likely to finish out their contract with their current team? DeAndre Ayton or Kevin Durant, both of whom have four-year deals starting this year?
1: I'm going D.A. Not based on blind faith that he'll finish the contract here. I just don't think Kevin Durant
4: is still long for Brooklyn. That's fair. But what if they get traded for each other? Ooh. So then it'd
1: be a,
2: like tie. a tie. Then it'd be a tie, right?
4: Yeah. It's whoever gets on the plane first, I guess.
2: <laughs> uh, Vic, do you have a thought on that? D.A.? K.D.?
4: <sighs> I'll say K.D.
2: Ooh. Kevin Durant. Wow. Wow. Yeah finishes his contract out or or longer than longer, yeah yeah. okay okay Uh, I'm not sure if this is fandom or if this is no one has trust in Kevin Durant like you said Vince but 80% of our voters believe that DeAndre Ayton is more likely to finish out his contract with the Suns than Kevin Durant is with the Nets that actually just went up to 81% uh, for DeAndre Ayton Uh, I navigated away uh J-Rod Card says, By finish their contracts, you mean who is leaving town first on January 16th? (laughs) for the trade deadline. Uh, Bubba says, We need a neither option. There is zero chance that either of these guys finish their deals. Zero chance? What do you guys think?
1: That's strong. Yeah, that's that's not zero. It's not zero.
2: Okay, and then Rye jokes—they will tie to the exact millisecond. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rye. All right, let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. They are in Nashville. For a joint practice with the Titans today. And Paul Calvisi, who covers the Cardinals for azcardinals.com, does radio broadcast for them as well. He's been sharing a bunch of videos on Twitter this morning if you are curious about how that joint practice looks with the Cardinals and the Titans. We're looking at three position groups with question marks around them, guys. Cornerback, edge rushers, and linebackers. Which position group are you most confident in? Most confident. Most confident in. Most
1: confident. So you're saying of those three, the most confident. The most (laughs) confident. Uh, It's not cornerback. Probably edge rusher or pass rush. At least Marcus Golden's proven he can do it. Dennis Gardek's done it in, in spurts. I mean... You're still counting on linebackers. We don't know what Nick Vigil looks like in this defense. Isaiah Simmons might not play linebacker all the time, and Zayvon Collins
3: is a question mark. Counter to that, Marcus Golden is currently not
4: playing. What could possibly go wrong with the defense, with everything you just laid out?
2: Right. Do you think that we see Marcus Golden play week one?
4: Yes, he'll play. He's always hunting. (laughs) His words, not mine. Yeah, I don't, I, I guess, I guess edge rusher would be, I, the way Vinny laid it out, I, I can't argue with that. I, I, I want to maybe say linebackers because I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be all that, but we don't know. And like he said, he might not be playing all those reps at linebackers, so I'll, I'll go edge rusher.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm surprised to see 50% of our voters Went with linebacker as the group they are most confident in right now. 50% say linebacker, 37% say edge rusher, and then 14% say corner. That might be the biggest
1: takeaway from all of this. 14% of almost 200 votes said corner.
2: I was just going to say, I don't think any of them believe it. <laughs> I think they're just trolling us. Hit the wrong button. Yeah. Fat, fat fingers. Fat fingered it. Know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bird City says last year we will all we were all worried about the corners, and they did well, so I'll just let this play out. I have faith in Vance Joseph.
3: That name I forgot. Bird City. Bird City that's Football. The, yes, that's right. Bird City. Bird football. City football. Yeah, this
2: guy really leaned into it because his Twitter handle is I am Bird City.
4: It it seems and this is just a very surface observation, but it seems in a couple of the broadcasts so far the car. Have kind of tapped the brakes on that a little bit. There's a presence of it, but they're not. It's not, not every, pushing it. No, they're I not pushing. So. it.
2: I mean, zero fans liked it. Yeah, maybe I mean, three.
4: <laughs> maybe three. And
3: this we, is one. That's and that's one awesome. of them. Guy's Bird City. Yeah,
2: good for him. All right, let's go to our final question. We learned this morning that Len Dawson the Hall of Fame quarterback uh, with the Chiefs. He has died at age 87. Vic, you mentioned at the top of the show the famous photo of him sitting on a folding chair, smoking a cigarette with a fresca at his feet. Yeah, It was at halftime of the first ever Super Bowl, is Sixth, that right?
4: 1967
2: Super Bowl. How yeah. about that? How about that? So in honor of Len Dawson and that photo... We are asking for the coolest or the best photos of athletes.
4: Oh, of all Oh, that's so a they've good obviously
2: got to be iconic. If you can recite yeah, that from America. my my
4: favorite photo of all time has always been Muhammad Ali staring, standing defiantly over Sonny Liston yes. after knocking his ass out. <laughs> there you that, go. Yeah, right that's <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that to me. That's uh, that, that picture just says everything. Here is something I didn't know. That fight
1: was in Lewiston, Maine. They had a heavyweight title fight in, in Lewis Maine? In
4: Maine? Wow. Wow. That was the first one that popped into my head, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great photo. The NFL has had a whole bunch of great photos. Um...
2: Some amazing Michael Jordan floating. Oh, how about this?
4: How about this one? The 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 amazing photo of Secretariat being twenty seven lengths ahead Mm -hmm. of the field, and the jockey's turning around looking, and it's it's like nobody in the rearview mirror. Yeah, it's like the fifty one at three a.m. You're looking (laughs) back, and there's nobody there. And sadly, you know what the fifty one at three a.m. looks like. (laughs) Yes, right.
3: That's true. (laughs) This is this is a great thread if you want to see some really cool because it's about which is the coolest photos. There's a picture of Ken Stabler shirtless in a speedboat And I have no idea
4: what the context could possibly yeah. be but what is it <laughs> it is pretty cool yeah I mean how about how about the photo of Pat Tillman sitting at the very top of Sun Devil Stadium <gasps> meditating that's
1: a, oh that's a great picture you know what he's not he's not everybody's favorite Sun Devil but one photo I always loved was Vontez perfect Pointing oh, uh, yes. across the line of scrimmage at Matt Barkley before he takes a snap. Do you remember that photo? I do remember. Love that photo. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. The
3: most the most people I think, other than the Ali, did that. Bo Jackson. Picture where he's wearing shirtless, wearing the shoulder pads with the baseball bat over mm-hmm. his shoulders. Maxine
2: cover, yeah. A lot of Michael Jordan ones, some Pat Tillman ones. Uh, Brandy Chastain, the Nike sports bra from the nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that was uh, a iconic one. Yeah. Bobby
3: Absolutely. Orr floating, f- flying through the air.
2: Ozzie Smith upside down in a backflip.
3: Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitz- Nowitzki mustachioed oh, yeah. and drunk. They, yes,
2: they look high out of their minds. If we're being honest, uh, there are how many responses do we have to this? Question.
1: A lot. Jarrett Carlin, a ton. Jarrett showed up on a couple, including one from our
3: own Rob <laughs> Frederickson. Did you see that? Wait, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, we're over 80 you, responses. So your, your
4: Photoshop's son. are the worst photos in sports
3: history.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are. God. They are.
4: Each one is creepier than the last, Jared. He always
2: tops himself. It's almost
1: kind of like my Friday routine now. I got routines going on Friday. I go get a breakfast burrito. I go Mm -hmm. home, take a nap. When I wake up from my nap and I go through Twitter, I look for Jared's Photoshop (laughs) for the sports kebab just so I can make some sort of snide comment on it.
2: It never ceases to horrify. Uh,
1: Yeah, check out that thread. There's a lot of great photos on there. There's uh, Rick Monday snatching the American flag Uh, from being burned at Dodger Stadium.
2: Uh, Devin Booker holding the piece of paper with the 70 on it. Um, what was that, 2016? When he
1: scored
4: 17. Yeah. Uh, Jim Thorpe winning the gold with shoes he found in the trash. That's a great photo. A friend of mine points out, remember the famous uh, photo of Y.A. Tittle bleeding from his head? Oh, yes, That yes, was a yes. great photo. Yeah. And well, thanks for everybody for posting those, too. Yes. There's a, a
1: ton of great ones to go through. Thank you, Sarah. That's Thank Social you. Studies every morning at 9 o'clock. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where all that all goes down. Coming up next, we'll get some more uh, Cardinals analysis and some thoughts on their trade. For an offensive lineman from a former Super Bowl offensive lineman, Max Starks, he'll join us next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: (laughs) Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: Cardinals and Titans, joint practice going on in Nashville as we speak. Here to talk Cardinals and NFL with us. Max Starks joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Max, how are you, man?
5: I'm doing good, fellas. How are we today? Doing good. Doing good, man. Every
1: minute that passes we get closer and closer to real football. So it's a, it's a good thing,
3: Max.
5: Well, especially, you know, and I think that's a good deterrent, especially after our hearts get crushed by Kevin Durant. So it's good that we can move on and focus right. on the finer things life. Exactly.
4: All right. So uh uh, so Vinny and I were trying to make sense of the Cody Ford acquisition because his analytics are terrible. Not that that defines a player, but they gave up a fifth round draft pick when, when they could have used that for other needs. Help us make sense of the Cody Ford signing.
5: Well, I think, you know, for, for Steve Kime and and you look at the Cardinals brass, I mean, over the years, yes, that that that. Mid to late mid-round pick has sometimes yielded great results when they've had it, but they normally trade that pick away (laughs) kind of consistently. So I think when you look at it, I think it's more so saying, hey, we need help, we need need something here because we don't like the depth that we have right now at the offensive line position. We're good on the front line, but behind that, what we've brought in so far has not been yielding the fruit where we feel like if we can lose one or both of our guards consistently, um, that we have a third swing guy that can come in and play, and I think that's kind of more – the market as it is, it dictates that he's the best of what's available right now, of course, until we get to final cuts, and I think that's where you kind of say, okay, well, maybe there's some value of some guys that you know they didn't have, but for right now, we're looking at still 80-man rosters. This is the best available we had, and we had to go out and get it and have somebody in there in this system now that we could start grooming sooner rather than later.
1: Max starts our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. When, when you look at the the front line, uh, the, the five projected starters, Max on that line, Humphreys, Pew, Hudson, Hernandez, Beecham. We've talked about it on this show. Bick and I both feel that's a pretty good looking offensive line. You know, if they could stay healthy, uh, which you yeah. never know is going to happen. What, what are your thoughts on, on that? That five person line.
5: I like the five person line. You know, I, I love what they have in the front but like you said it comes to what's behind it because when I look at it DJ made his first Pro Bowl tremendous guy that's, that has steadily gotten better every single year since he's been in the league and he's become that franchise linchpin type of left tackle that you want to see Justin Pugh solid solid Sturdy guy who can give you all three interior now because of the snaps that he took out, out, of, the, out of the Hudson hangout uh, Brady holdover, and you know you look at Will Hernandez a lot of a lot of potential in Will. You know I covered Will in college when he was at UTEP mm-hmm. when Sean Kugler was the head coach at UTEP, so he knows Will Hernandez better than anybody does. And I watched him and he was a one man show on that offensive line down there in UTEP. Obviously that never came to fruition with New York, and New York had a whole bunch bunch of other problems they had to deal with so he i don't think he got the attention that he needed where he'll get that here in arizona rodney hudson nothing else to say the rock you know just call him rock hudson um and then of course kelvin kelvin i think has been one of those guys that he has been that dependable guy Mm -hmm. you kind of often forget about That's because he's doing his job so good Uh, more often than not and i think that's kind of where you start with that front five but then what's behind them? where do we have solace or comf- confidence, because we just named five, but you got to name seven, right? There's seven guys on a game day that have to be go out there and replicate what the starting five are doing at any time. But, you know, I'll never forget, my first start in the league was at left guard, <laughs> and I'm a tackle. So, you know, you have to think that those swing tackles have to be able to play guard. Those swing guards have to be able yeah. to play center, and so now you're looking at your sixth and seventh man off the bench, and you're saying, okay, well, who has the best crossover right now they feel like they don't have that guy so you have to go out there you have to reach and grab some guys and then also this might not be the final iteration you might still find somebody else once we cut down after this last preseason game that might come in and be like okay there was a guy that was previously in our system or there's a guy we didn't think he was going to be available so we can go out and we can post that guy and bring him on to really round out our team I mean I'm dealing with the same thing in Pittsburgh right now as far as what do we have depth wise and heck even starters at certain positions. And I think that's kind of what the state of the league is, is that there's not enough... Good offensive linemen out there, the the middle tier, veteran middle class of offensive linemen that are just you know steady eddy, plug and play type of linemen, That day has come and gone, and so now you kind of have to go and pull somebody off of the of current roster, or entice them away with a trade or a pick because they're just not lying around anymore like they used to. It used to be a surplus of linemen where you had too many too many linemen, not enough spaces, almost like the transfer portal for college. <laughs>
4: Yeah, right, right. Exactly. All right. I think the Cardinals are going to set an unofficial an unofficial record for least snaps played by starters in a football <laughs> preseason. Is there is there a level that? It, it, what do you think of that strategy? Is, is the preseason really that meaningless? Can you really um, from top to bottom hit the ground running, or, or should these guys be getting a few reps in? Where are you at on all that?
5: I mean, I look at it, and you know, there there, there is a perfect balance in this world. I, I don't think you can go too far either way and I think for the Cardinals it's just I don't know if I could necessarily agree with it Um, you know but then again it makes sense just like the toilet paper shortage during COVID right I mean you know you're just sitting there you're like why, why of all resources is toilet paper going out but then you also say for this why are there not that many live snaps for a team that yes you got incrementally better from the previous year but that last outing was abysmal for, your, for the starters that are there, that are back. And you want to wipe that taste out of your mouth. Even if it is a preseason game, you want to cleanse the palate before you go into this season, not let your first live reps be directly after your last reps of the postseason. So I think, you know, there is a balance, and and that's one of the things I struggle with, you know, is because I remember I you played in all four preseason games if you were a starter, no matter how many years you were in the league back in the day. Yes, it was four games, but, you know, you had that ramp up you had the one to two series for the, for the first preseason game. Then the second one, you got a quarter and then the third one, you got about a half and maybe the first snap of the third quarter, just to simulate game type situations. In the fourth one, you know, play, play a series, maybe two, you know, with the backup quarterback, just so he feels comfortable going into a season. If he has to start, if any injury happens, and then you proceed. Now I know we've truncated the season to three preseason games now, but then that usually puts week one. Okay. May or may not play, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to feel it out. Second game, though, you want to get those reps because you don't want to put them in the third preseason game. So I get that. But to not have any preseason action, I mean, heck, even T.J. Watt, the reigning defensive player of the year still had still played about a quarter in the Jacksonville game yeah. that I covered and, and got a sack. So it was like, oh, dusted it off. It lo- still looks good. All right, <laughs> nothing to see here. Yeah. We know he's ready to rock and roll. So th- that's where I find that balance, especially w- when you had such transition as well, because you're still trying to figure out who your personnel is for a lot for a lot of situations. Because you have new guys in, you have DeAndre Hopkins missing, so you want to get as many reps in a live game situation with your new receiving core. <laughs> if, if I'm Kyler Murray and there's an the offensive line, I still need to work with my guys to get back into the mold. And then, like you said, I, I get the injury to Will Hernandez and now Justin Pugh, but you can't operate with kick gloves the entire time. Like, you have to put them under some stress because you would hate for it to come out week one when it's live. Guys are straining and stressing for what feels like a real game contest where the other team does not care about your health and well-being. And then something back bad happen soft tissue-wise because you didn't put yourself under stress ahead of time.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Max, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it, man.
5: No, my pleasure. You guys take care. You Thank too. you,
1: Max. Max Stark, Steelers, sideline analyst, NFL analyst. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, coming up, it's Wednesday, so we got to have Jarrett give a spin to the wheel of benchmarks.
4: Benchmarks! Spin the wheel of ferretness. <laughs>
1: Where has it landed,
3: Jerry? This or that? that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not the other? No, not the no, other. Not the other today. This Just that. this or that. Just we'll, that or the third. We'll do it next. pickley Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time
0: to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
2: Let's go to ArizonaSports.com for today's poll question. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. All right, let's talk about Kevin Durant and the Suns, as I just mentioned in my sports update. Uh, How do you guys feel about the Suns missing out on KD? Three options for you to vote on. I feel great. The Suns don't need him. I feel okay. It would have been a great move, but the Suns will be fine without him. Or I feel not good. This was the big trade Phoenix needed.
4: I think I'm closest aligned to B, Sarah.
2: Okay. Would've been a good move.
1: Yeah, I'm the same yeah. way. Would have been good, but hey, things are things are good moving forward. Things are good regardless. Keeping the keeping the band together.
2: Okay. Uh, that's that reflects what our voters feel as well. Fifty percent of them went with the second option. Would have been great, but the Suns will be fine without him. Thirty six percent feel great. We don't need them. 14% say they don't feel good. This was the big trade the Suns needed.
1: I guess we'll all find out now, won't we?
2: Indeed we will.
1: Thank you. That's uh, today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can find it. Vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com.
2: <laughs> this, that, and the other.
0: You can oh. get with this, or you can get with that. I think oh. with this. where is that?
3: I thought it was no other. and I know. I only made one open. <laughs> so it has this or that and this, that, or the other in the open. Oh, okay. But today is only a this or that. Good. And we, what we like to do sometimes when we have a big matchup and we've got preseason game three, Cardinals are currently in Nashville practicing with the uh, Tennessee Titans. They play them this weekend. So we want to learn a little bit about the Cardinals opponent, okay? So what we're, me and uh, Sarah are going to present you with the name, it's just one name, so it's going to either be the last name of the player mm-hmm. or the, the, the only name of the other one. We're going to present you with a name, and you have to tell us whether this is somebody,
4: <laughs> somebody? who
3: is a Tennessee Titan or a Greek Titan. Ah. Now, the Titans, of course, were among the Greek gods Oh, yeah. We all know that. And uh, so I'm gonna, we're going to present you with a last name. And this is the entirety of the Titan franchise history, so it does count old Houston Oilers as well. And in case you might forget, there was a brief, I think a two-year period where they were the Tennessee Oilers. That is correct. Which is almost lost to history. Yeah. So we'll present you with a name and you'll have to say whether this is a Tennessee Titan or a Greek Titan. Alright. And I'll present to Vince and Sarah will present to Dan and I'll start off. Alright, okay. sounds good. And uh, apologies to any scholars who have, I'm mispronouncing any of these
2: names. <laughs> yeah, we're
4: not we're what about I to the
3: up. listeners? I never apologize to the I think scholars
4: right? have learned not to take you
3: seriously a long time ago, Jarrett. If I apologize to the listeners, I'd never do anything else.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, first name. Levias. You want, Levias. You never Greek. Levias. Or Jerry Levias. From Southern Methodist <laughs> University, who played that's on good, the 19- that name does sound like a Greek Titan. The 1969 Houston Oilers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's very. very few, few, let's
3: go. Very few Greek gods are named Jerry. Jerry,
2: yeah, I know. Can you imagine a Greek Jerry. Titan scratching the his Greek belly? God, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with Kalmus. Dan Bickley. Kalmus. Kalmus. That's a gr- that's a Greek Titan. Uh, he was a linebacker, so he might have been shaped like a Greek yeah. Titan, but that was a Tennessee Titan, Rocky Kalmas, uh actually an Oklahoma Sooner. Wow, so- I
1: remember Rocky Kalmas. I'm yeah. sure Steve
2: Kym will be
4: trading for him any day now. <laughs> Kyler's all in on it. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Oh, man. Dion. Dion. Can I get
1: a spelling on that, please? Yeah.
3: D i o n e. <laughs> D i o n e. Can I get a spelling? <laughs> Greek, the goddess of the Oracle of Dodona. You are correct. I knew that. Dione. <laughs> you are really out of your league here,
1: Jared
2: <laughs> I am too. If we're being right. fully honest, yeah. yes. Okay. That was the Italian Titan Dione. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. They had Roman gods. Palace. Dan Bickley. Palace. Tennessee Titan or Greek Titan. That's a Greek Titan.
1: Palace. Are correct, yes. palace
2: the god of warcraft <laughs>
1: warcraft right <laughs> ron Stick palace your spear <laughs> <on> the <ground.
2: laughs> all right that's a point for dan bickley all palace. right Vince. tied at
3: one Cavensis. Cavensis. Kafensis. K-A-F-E-N-S-I-S. Is
1: this Ka-
5: thing on? Begins with the
3: K, correct. Kafensis. I'm gonna go Tennessee Titan. Kafensis. Kurt Kafensis. He was a defensive end. Oh. No, he was a defensive back. Oh. Defensive back in 1987,
2: Houston Oilers. <laughs> that is tremendous. All right, Dan Bickley. Yes. Michaelis. Tennessee Michaelis. Titan or Greek Titan? Michaelis. Or St. Louis Cardinal.
4: No, Michaelis, Miles. Tennessee Titan.
2: You are correct. Oh, you Guys are on fire now. A defensive tackle who uh, played his college ball at Portland State. You're a big Portland State guy, aren't oh, you? Go yeah. Vikings! Yeah, go
3: Vikings! All right, it's
1: two points
2: for Dan. Bickley.
3: Groth, Groth, yes gotta be a greek titan groth jeff groth (laughs) (laughs) wide receiver from bowling green university who played on the 1979
4: team how did i not know that i don't know about it catching passes from dan pastorini
2: (laughs) dan bickley yes leto
4: Leto.
3: Or Leto. Or Leto. We're not quite sure. That?
2: That's a Greek Titan. Oh. Wow. And said with such confidence. You're correct. Leto or Leto, the goddess of motherhood and the mother of the twin Olympians, Artemis and Apollo. How
3: about that? Uh-huh. All right. one How many more. gold medals did they
2: win? <laughs>
3: <laughs> one more each for, for a Tennessee Titan or Greek Titan, Baronis. Baronis. Baronus is a uh, Tennessee Titan. Baronis. Fairly easy actually to kick for the Baronis. Rob Baronis, yeah. yeah. He yeah. uh,
1: yeah. had such a perfect da, 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 Greek da, 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 god name though. Da.
3: Yeah.
1: I am Baronis, Greek Good. god of kicking. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, Dan Bickley, final yes. one for you. Brazina. Brazina. Tennessee Titan.
4: Oh. The question you.
2: was Tennessee Titan or Greek Titan, and you are correct, Dan Bickley. En fuego.
3: Bobby A running Brasina. back from
2: the 60s, Bobby Brezina. That's four points for Dan Bickley.
3: We did very, very well. We did not get to. They're all just guesses. Yeah. <laughs> Dorenboss. Yeah, except for him, we all knew him. Dorenbos. Dorenbos
1: or Doron Duren, Dorenbos? Doron Dorenboss. Long, long snapper John Dorenboss.
3: Wow. Long snapper John yes. Doranboss.
1: You know what he does now? He's a magician. Really?
3: Yeah. Really? Don't don't come at me with Dude, any weak ass Dorenbos
2: questions. And right,
3: right. Full circle are the magicians not the Greek gods of our times? Yeah, see, full circle.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I learned something something. Did you learn anything, Beck? Yeah, <laughs> I learned something. We should have voted for another benchmark. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
4: <laughs> Get th- a new wheel of benchmarks, <laughs> Ferret.
1: I have an idea, by the way. I'll Ooh. share it with you after the show. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up next, some final thoughts <laughs> on this shenanigans Wednesday. It's Bickley Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station and Murata. Song of the Day.
4: It's
1: for you, Ruthless. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, today's song of the day, "My Sharona" from The Knack. Are they one-hit wonders? They didn't really. I looked it up.
1: Yeah, Uh, this was their first hit from their first album. Went to number one with a bullet back in 1979. (laughs) (laughs) They had a follow-up on the same album called "Good Girls Don't," that got to number 11. I remember that song, but I don't remember the song. Maybe if I heard it, I do
4: remember it. Yeah, so they're not a one-hit wonder. They had two hits. And then uh,
1: Baby Talks Dirty on their next album went to number 38. Don't remember that at all. This song was huge. Oh, yeah. So huge. It's in the uh, it's set list of yeah, a certain cover band fine. I know of.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it found its way on the Whiskey's Quicker set list. Oh, by the way, an update. I mentioned on this program that Whiskey's Quicker is playing Tempe Oktoberfest Saturday, October 8th, 5.30 p.m. Mark it out in your calendar. Be there. You have been accepted, Jared Carlin, <gasps> as a celebrity bratwurst eater.
3: What is the date again? <laughs> I, I,
4: yeah, I'll, I'll have to make sure the date is on the same date as our performance, but you are in the contest for what?
3: the Celebrity Bratwurst Eating I, Contest. I've never been in an eating contest in my <laughs> whole life. This going to be great. Your whole life has
4: been an eating contest. <laughs> And you are winning. Yeah, you're winning, dude. You're a runaway winner.
0: Oh my god! Yeah,
4: how about that? Right? What an exciting time! This is really, this is really transformative, Carlin. You got to get into training, Jared. You got to get into training, dude. Rob Barona.
1: <laughs> can he go uh, carb
3: free or do you have to eat the buns, dude, you know? I'm not sure. No, yeah. I'm, not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. Can I turn the bratwurst into a straw? <laughs>
0: <country>? <laughs> you can
1: try it. There you wow. go. There's today's song of the day. My Sharona by The Knack.
0: Woo! Bickley and Marada going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800 500 5200 or sweetjames.com.
1: Yeah, I have a little daily dose of Vinny Joe trivia for you. Uh, we're all aware of the exploits of Albert Pujols, who's not only chasing 700 home runs, he's the hottest hitter in all of baseball right now at age 42. Stop. He is. Since uh, in
4: the month of August, he's leading all the major leagues in OPS. <laughs> I saw that this current 10-game stretch he's on is the best 10-game stretch of his career. And he's like, no, I'm still retiring.
1: Don't worry about it. Uh, But he's he's shooting for 700. It looked like it was out of reach. Now it's very much in reach. Um, On April 6, 2001, Albert Pujols hit his first career home run. At Chase Field, then known as Bank One Ballpark, really the first one that first one ever. Uh, What D Backs right-handed starting pitcher served up that first home run? What year
4: are we talking about? Two thousand one.
3: Well, nothing happened that year with the D Backs. Hard to remember.
4: Yeah, hard to remember what went down that year. Um, Randy Johnson, right handed, right handed, Right -handed. right handed. Sorry.
3: I think Miguel Batista. No, good guess. I couldn't
1: even tell you who the fourth starter was. This guy was known for a very deliberate routine on the mound.
4: Oh, uh, Armando Reynoso. Armando
1: Reynoso is the correct answer. Yeah, he was. well we're young, Armando, come on. (laughs) I remember you go to games to cover games and be like, oh, Reynoso's pitching tonight. This is three and a half hours.
3: (laughs) At least. You do wonder if Pujols, I know he's very, very old. But how old is he? Let's, let's suppose that he does get to 700 this year and he finishes with 700 or 701 and then he's only 15 home runs away from passing Babe Ruth. Would he not give it one wow. more year to only that have is to 15? Bo- that is get mind blowing. Runs?
1: Yeah, but I mean, is, is passing Babe Ruth to be third
4: all time? Is that enough? I guess. I no, mean, I I don't. If you're Albert Pools, you don't push your luck like this. Yeah, he's walking away. Yeah. Uh,
1: apropos of nothing, I don't know why this came out, but we've had Mark J. Spears on the show. I like having Mark J. Spears on the show Shame. a lot. He told this nutty story on Anscape, and it's on his Twitter. I'm just going to let it play about a, a, an interaction he had with Kobe Bryant.
6: Listen to this story. So I used to have this beautiful, well-fitting adidas black sweatsuit that i love so one time after a lakers practice i caught kobe bryant in the parking lot and i wanted to talk to him for an interview and he goes why are you disrespecting me like that i'm like what are you talking about why why are you wearing this adidas stuff man you know i'm nike i'm I'm not gonna do the interview unless you get rid of that suit i'm like man how am i supposed to get rid of the suit right now I have forgot that Kobe had, I guess, a feud with Adidas because Adidas was still selling his old shoe even though he had moved over to Nike. And I'm like, man, I can't change it right now. He's like, all right, all right, all right. When you get home, I want you to take that suit and throw it away. Then I want you to send me video of you having thrown away the suit so I'll know that you actually did it. So I'm going to do the interview but you gotta send me this video of you getting rid of this Adidas suit. And don't ever disrespect me like that again. I was like, all right, all right, man. So I literally went home (laughs) that next day and I had an apartment that had a trash chute. and I took the Adidas shoes, I took the sweatsuit and videotaped me, throwing it away and lived up to my side of the bargain. Is that not a crazy story? It. That is fabulous. <laughs> that
1: might be the most Kobe Bryant story ever. He made a man throw away his
3: wardrobe. It would have really been ruthless if he just made him take it off right in front of him.
4: <laughs> oh, and yeah, he that too. His underpants. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: That's funny.
1: I just got to. How bad do you story. want to do the interview, Mark? Mark. And a man uh, committed to his craft. Mark Spears threw away yeah. the, the suit. Thanks to Kellen Olsen and Max Starks for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.